We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings live on tape from the new Pat Mayo Experience temporary studios. Nothing going to change for the schedule. We got a full slate of PGA content for the PGA Championship coming out next week. This, of course, for the 2021 Byron Nelson picks, bets, preview. One and done. Remember to smash the like button for the episode. You tell me which of the big five guys this week. I'm going to throw Brooks into that mix of the big five guys that you do not want to bet. Just the first cross-off that you see coming down the board. You tell me that in the comment section. We're good to go. Remember to sub to the Mayo Media Network and leave a five-star review on the audio podcast as well. Listeners League link is $15 to play. There's no rake. You get three entries. The link is in the description. Additionally, become a member at FantasyNational.com right now if you go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo, you will get yourself 20% off. And if you do it on Wednesday and get a weekly membership, you'll get Byron Nelson, the ability to generate lineups and do all your research on Wednesday through Wednesday, which will take you all week for the PGA Championship as well. Plus, you can use the live live stats leaderboard on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to get your showdown and live betting opportunities into. So, fantasynational.com slash Mayo. Jeff Feinberg is on the line. You ready to for the, the new era to begin on the show until I actually get into a proper studio? Yeah, let's let's give her. The losers continue. Oh, man. We talked about Rory last week, too. I don't know. That one I just had to accept because I feel like I, I squarely stared down like Victor V. Rory and, and decided I'd rather baby Rory than senior Rory. Uh, big mistake, but no real regrets. After like a real slump though, Pat, like I've been running pretty poorly in the pre-tournament outright projection markets that that the fact that a huge percentage of my picks like finished very high this week 
and even the like and even the guys like Mitchell and Woodland who I was on last week played great. So I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing it right again. I've got to take a baby step and going back into maybe finding a winner this century. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I would like to have a winner as well. I just keep taking two steps backwards. It's just not going well yeah. for me whatsoever. All my all, all my like favorite picks missed the cut this week. Last week, I got confused about Hatton and Fleetwood. It, it's been a trying few <laughs> weeks for me. But you have a lot. You, honestly, as someone that knows you well, like I'll cut you a free pass, man. You got a billion things on the go a travel move, a studio set up. Yeah, I, I can excuse easily excusable Fleetwood uh, um, Hatton mix up. Two so, guys I bet often that so, don't win. Yeah, th- this happens to me. The one thing I did like to see, someone actually tweeted it at me this morning about Matt Wallace's PGA Championship odds because we'll go over the obviously the PGA Championship next week. But where it was so many yellows last time at the like inside the top ten of the leaderboard, I think only two of the top 10 were actually American players, and it was Keegan Bradley and Steve Stricker. Now, I don't know how much has changed at Kiowa Island over the past 10 years or so, but Wallace is like 110 to 1. I saw Higo finally hit the betting board after another win this week, and he's 80 to 1. So Wallace is playing really well right now. He's played well at PGA Championships before, the year that Brooks beat Dustin. I think he was inside the top 10 at Beth Page. Page. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's a horrible bet. I might jump on that. I, nope. I mean, I, I'll probably wait for the eight way, eat like eight places each way rather than the five that's going on right now. But I, I don't hate that number. No, not, not, neither do I. I bet him last week. I've been betting a lot of, of Wallace. I, I own him in our fantasy league. I believe he's capable of those sorts of big things the the double thumb like putting really drives me wild but i do agree with what whatever that commenter mentioned to us that you know we've spoken about it in the past pat like if you're gonna make a bet this week this weekend on the pga championship 90 percent of the betting boards odds are going to get better um there are a small percentage of players be it they get so much steam from, you know, from sort of the pre-betting markets. A lot of, you know, the podcast or blogging, you know, this sort of betting community really gets behind them. We've seen that before, sort of like Xander at last year's PGA. He like was in the mid, you know, before he, he whatever. He was sort of that very fancy pick. Or maybe someone will play absolutely great this week. Maybe one of those big boys and really move themselves um, even shorter down the board. But, but betting a major now is, I feel like you're probably better served waiting. That being said, I do think Wallace is the type of guy whose number could shorten when people realize um, he probably does have just as good, if not better, a chance to win than a lot of guys in that 60 through 80 to one range. Yeah, I think it's far more likely that the guys in the 50 through 80 drop back to 80 through 125 rather than going the other way, unless like they win this week or something. I want to Yeah, but it- even Wallace, uh, Pat, like if that became 125 next week, are you that surprised? No. Because let's say Speed has a great week and Dustin play like let's say I don't know who wins of the big boys, but let's say you know 80% of the big boys play really well and people get jonesing again to to bet them. So, you know, in that big event. So, we'll see. I will like I would like to say this. I did take some flack 
for my um, very exotic Victor Hovland bet last week, Pat. That was a I got fun, in at like, forty to one. I, I, I know, I know, but like you bet Vic at his normal number, and then you made a fun side bet that they gave you, like as as a fun bet. Like, why are you taking flack? <laughs> yeah, that well, that's a big part of it, and I'll, I'll explain. The flack always comes from like the guys who you just take a look at their account, and I can tell they're pretty much like professional gamblers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like they gamble for a living. I had a 90% stake on Victor at 22 to 1. I made a maybe a 10, 12, 15% stake on the exotic prop because, hey, we do a show week in, week out. The show is pretty popular. I, like, we've made, I've made, I've sort of piggybacked your bold proclamation as to what Victor um, winning will look like, although he has won twice, both by a stroke. That being said, we're sort of referring to that breakthrough huge win, but I'm betting for entertainment, people. Like, I don't, like, should it have been 66 to one? Maybe. I don't care. I don't, like, I don't care. I, I'm having fun. I'm betting it for entertainment. I made a bold claim and I was going to bet on it coming through. And I did it. And I did it. And I have no regrets other than the fact that big Rory won and little Rory didn't in Victor. But man, Victor's putting from inside like eight feet last week, Pat, maybe even inside five feet. That win, that win by by more than a field goal was there. So I'd go, next time I feel that vibe, I'll do the same thing again. Well, it's funny because you all, you tend to see what you want to see when it comes down to certain things like this. Like Hovland gained four strokes putting throughout the course of the week. I know he missed a few shorties, but it's a lot like his chipping where you know, it's know. either in or it's just completely horrendous. You just see Vic so often with these like 15 footers that it's every single hole. It's, it's almost like the old Cantlay type thing where he's always putting for birdie. So it just in your mind, it feels like he's putting really poorly because he has all these birdie chances and he's not converting. There were some ugly three putts. There, there, were there, some there was, but, putts. but there were some nice bombs at the same time. Yes, yes, yes. I do totally agree with what you're saying. And it took, I don't know, it really frustrated me. And I saw enough to frustrate me to the point to know that my three stroke margin was actually there for the taking. Now he's got a putt great. Like he has to have that great putting week. He putted very well. You're not wrong. I'm usually, it takes a lot for me to get down on him because I do see the like insane par saves from 25 feet or the even right out of the gate in the tournament, he hit like a 50 footer. So I'm all here for it, Pat. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how I'm going to quit him. I don't know how I'm going to quit him. This is either going to be a very expensive money pit because the odds aren't great or uh, I'll get paid out shortly. But in closing on, on BDV, I just hope he doesn't win as like a co-favorite at a jabroni event at like 12 to one, because you may as well bet him every time he's over 20, 25, 28, because we're not going 20 starts without a win. We are not like, I'll put a pinky on it. I don't want to actually, but, but we are not, we are not, not. So even the big fields, even if you don't want to bet Victor in, in lower tier events, Every big boy event, 20 is, isn't great, but I'm telling you, we are not going 20 premier tournaments without this guy bringing one home. I think we saw, I, it's funny because I put it out there and he ended up making a par on the hole and that's fine, but 
on the 71st hole on that par 3, number 17. He came up short on his tee shot and put it into the bunker. And getting up and down from the bunker, I think he left himself around 14 feet for par. He made the putt, so it was fine. But, you know, Vic doesn't make all of the 14-foot putts in the world. That's what scares me coming down the stretch at one of these big tournaments. And maybe he can just have a week where it doesn't matter, uh, and he's either making his putts or he gets the chipping figured out. But the biggest thing that stands between him now and where, for example, where Rory is at, I think Rory was only like three of six or three of five on sand saves, but you just saw him on that drivable par four when he put himself into the bunker and he just played it back into the wind, put it two feet and went and tapped it in. With Vic, you're like, I don't know where this is going. Like he could leave himself on what has to be a birdie hole. And realistically, those two birdie holes, the short par four and the par five that you had to birdie, Rory got it up and down twice out of the bunker for birdie on both those holes. And that was really the difference because... When it came down to 18, that allowed him the ability to take that drop, which I, I was looking at it, I was like, what is he going to do here? Is he going to chip it into the water? Like, this is such a horrible stance. I, I enjoyed the ballsiness of, I'm going to take a drop, I'm just going to put this on the green and two-putt, and I'm still going to win. I I doubt many people would have went for that move. You're probably right. I agree. I, uh, Rory was great. He didn't even drive the ball that great. He putted fantastic. He as you mentioned, was very clutch around the greens. Good for Rory. Happy to see it. Should have bet it. Yeah, should have bet it. Instead of betting Patrick Cantlay, that was a, that was a bad idea, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't bet either of them. I actually thought about that because they were sort of the two big guys not in form. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I, – I avoided both of them, but there, there are a handful of Rory bets out there. I even saw someone – uh across the pond pad hit the higo higo rory double oh nice yeah and then and yeah they went they turned 20 british pounds into many british pounds yeah, and british pounds are worth like three times the american dollar right now because i i keep looking at the canadian exchange to the american exchange and the canadian dollar keeps growing stronger and the u.s dollar keeps getting weaker i was like this is bad news for pat i need the u.s dollar to be strong and the canadian dollar to be a piece of shit not working in my favor it's like all my DraftKings stock uh, it's down like 45 percent <laughs> over like the past month and a half I'm like good yeah. lord all my money it's going away this is now, now like now I'm actually losing money with DraftKings, not just normally losing money with DraftKings. You've got to win one of those contests again, finally. Uh, in closing, Pat, is there a number? Like, there's no way the Victor Hovland 25, 28 to 1 is going to get shorter if in a week he's not playing where so many elite players can become, like, mentally at the forefront again, right? Is that what you're seeing right now? 25 to 1, 28 to 1? 28, 28 is like the peak number I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I I'm yeah. so excited I, for next week. That course, w- w- last week that that Quail Hollow, like maybe I'm making too much into it. I think it's such a great uh, tune-up event for for a lot of these players. But I hope we get that Quail Hollow wind seaside next week, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm uh, buying into the hyperbole of that place. I tell you. I was for a moment thinking that answer was going to make that putt on 18 and stage like the huge comeback. Cause isn't that how Rory and Fowler both won the year that they won at quail hollow with some like 70 foot putt across the green on 18. Um, I don't remember. No, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Didn't Rory win by, by a lot is second time. The first time I think it was a putt on 18 that he won with. 
I just remember Fowler's was from like across the green. That's how he ended up winning. And, and, and answer went unconscious. Like he led, he did exactly the answer. I mean, he lost to a a hot putting and a hot iron Rory. That's going to be tough to beat. But answer played about as good as you're going to. How, how is it when I have money on him? He sticks things to 12 feet and misses the hole by like three feet when he puts. And he was just dead nails down the stretch on Sunday. It was, it was nice to see. Maybe it's because he wasn't really in it and the pressure was off and that allowed himself to get back into it. But it was encouraging to see if you're an Abe answer fan. Yeah. Another uh, second place. So he's collecting them in a Finau Xander type uh little secret little run here we feel- I, i'm a big fan of the guy him him winning would only hurt because you know it wasn't you know bet him the week before like mitchell and woodland so for my peace of mind pat rory winning was pretty pretty beneficial i tell you yeah i can see that like i mean neiman played well again couldn't chip so he's suffering from like Vic problems from six months ago now which is not great to see i feel a bit better about our woodland u.s open bet now though yeah, Woodland U.S. Open. I swear I got to find it. I, I think I do have a Kiowa Island also. Once I made the U.S. Open, I felt I was committed to him at a seaside, at an Oceanside Major. No, nah, I mean, I didn't make it for you because I'm looking through it right now. But Yeah, I don't think you did. I, but I, I have the Woodland one. Are you looking for it underneath your desk? No, I just see something on the floor that shouldn't be. What is it? A Herbert card. Oh, you, you didn't put your chair on the Herbert card, did you? Is he wearing the right jersey? Oh, that's a whole other different thing, Pat. Okay, it's, that's not a patch. That's a, that's an upsetting thing. I whatever. Shame uh, pe- on them. Pe- people who watch the Custies know all about it. So I got some uh, programming notes. Of course, we're going to have our full coverage of the PGA Championship next week. No live chat this week, but me, Jeff, and Cust will be doing the NFL schedule breakdown, which I'm very much looking forward to. Jeff, Tim already texted me and said that he's nervous about it because he can't look at the Jets schedule yet. No, I am super excited about this. I didn't know if we were going to break the news um, in that I, yeah, you're going to give me the schedule. I'm going to go dark. Like I'm not going to be on the internet and you're going to give me the schedule and I'll react to it like a lunatic. Cause that's what I'm going to do in the middle of May. And Tim will be nuts. Tim's going to give us 11 wins. So you should do me first because make him wait even like 20 minutes longer, Pat. That's true. We're, we're not going to do him by video again. He's going back to the phone board, right? Like people were really freaked out at the Custies because they said he seemed more insane than usual when he was on video. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> you did tease it, I would like to... Uh, never mind. Say it. It's irrelevant. No, there's finally... Um, there's some golf cards that are like that have been delayed for two months that are finally coming out this week. Um, but the demand's been pretty hot and I was only able to pre-order one, one box. Oh, and this that... was around Christmas. Oh shit. And now like when I'm seeing places that actually do have them in stock, they're selling for like three times more than what I paid for the pre-order. Yeah. See, um, I, I, maybe, maybe I'll try to order some even at three times the price and try to write it off through the company and see how we go. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. There's another one. There's a what I believe is a higher end golf. There are two golf sets. One's finally coming out this week. One's supposed to come out next month. I was actually able to pre-order three boxes of those. So I'm excited. All right. Well, and it's not like Herbert where it's just like, there's only one card that matters to me. Like, I don't know. I like so much about golf that like, I actually want to rip my own box. Well, we'll we'll have to do that. We'll we'll do that live on the show. We'll do our special show where we do that. And then you'll get a Joel Damon card. You're like, that's not the bucket hat he wears. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Joel Damon game worn bucket. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be pretty tilted though with my like hot autograph in the box is like a Julie Inkster. <laughs> hey, as long as long as you get the autograph thing, I think you're still good to go. I did want to give some shout outs though, because viewers of the Pat Mayo experience and members at fantasynational.com, uh, I don't know if they're both all in the same, but some fantasy national members, all viewers, people like you out there, viewers of the show, listeners of the show, fantasynational.com slash mayo, by the way, for 20% off. Big winners this week on DraftKings. Riku, our guy Jeff, won $17,500 on DraftKings. Matthew Wallace did not play Matt Wallace in his DraftKings lineup, and he turned $182 into $55,138. So shout out, Matt Wallace. Wow. Won almost as much as the other Matt Wallace did. Not quite as much uh, at Quail Hollow this week. Josh Slayton won $12,700, including second place in the dog lag, uh, the single entry, I think it was the dog lag, the, 30, the $33 single entry. He won 10K with a five of six lineup that had Bubba Watson in it, who played the final two holes in a combined 12. Bubba cost a lot of people some money this weekend, and he lost HV3 on the number. So if HV3 makes the cut, he would have won. He also lost a couple more grand with that same lineup in the five or the 15, I think. Glenn Goodman turned $215 into $50,700, and he won the 200K single or the $200 entry single, uh, the $200 single entry tournament. So that was his $200 in 15, and then played one in the 15. Matt Wyatt cashed in 20,000 of his DraftKings crowns to play in a contest and won 4,500 bucks. Jeff Dawson, shout out to him too, who also had Bubba and it cost him a bunch of money, but he still was in for $30 and turned that into $500. That goes along with all of the other Rory winners out there who tweeted me their screenshots, rubbing salt in the wounds of me not having him. But congratulations to everyone out there. That's one of the best weeks I've seen in a while, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't part of it. Happy for everybody. Happy for everybody. You don't sound happy for everybody. No, I, I'm good. Everything's great. No, I'm joking. I, I'm always happy. I actually do take solace in knowing I lose. Other people are winning. It's good times. All right, let's get into this. New course for the 2021 Byron Nelson. It's TPC Craig Ranch. Get some ranch on it. Uh, it is a par 72, I think. At least that's what the PGA Media site is telling me. Uh, 7,468 yards. The only two other times that we saw a professional event here was 2012 for the Corn Ferry Tour and Championship, 2008 for the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. I know that people are going to get triggered that I mentioned that, but you guys can fuck right off. The biggest reason that I wanted <laughs> to go look at it was not necessarily who played well there, but hey, are there similar groupings of players who did have sustained some good results at this course. And I want to see what the scoring was like because yep. I, I would assume that the PGA setup is probably a bit more difficult than the corn Ferry setup, even 10 years ago. And I'm sure the course has changed a little bit over time. But like when I was looking at the scorecard, I was like, these guys are going to fucking tear this place apart. 
heart. There's a like creek that runs around the course. Uh, so that I think is in play for like 10 of the holes, but all four par fives, granted if that number 12 does play as a par five, all seem reachable in two. There's one for sure drivable par four, and the other one's going to be drivable to a couple of bigger hitters in the field. Like to fly the front of the green, I think it's 341. Like Bryson can probably fly that in the air. So you know, it does have everything protecting it, but those seem like all at least birdie holes, those six. The par threes are pretty long. Uh, there's three of them over 216 yards. Did you see the par three 17th? I think it's 146 yards that it's set up just like Phoenix, number 16. It's a stadium hole. I've seen nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll own that. I've seen nothing. Craig Ranch, like I'm naked. Uh, it's named after some dude named Craig who bought this place. <laughs> <laughs> they've had a this has been you know this tournament's had a hard time finding a home correct well it was at tpc four seasons for ages and the players loved it because the four seasons was attached directly to it but they like really got behind trinity forest you know american links which as it turns out and this is one of the problems so trinity forest just kind of got screwed by a bunch of different things and it wasn't a great location for the players to actually get to like you had to commute from like the nice area like of the hotels to actually get to the course where tvc four seasons had a, a luxury place attached to it this one that they're building i wrote all about this in my column this week about why it moved from trinity forest but like when you have an american quote-unquote links and it's a wide open course there's no fucking shade at the course they had like 50 people go into heat stroke during one round the very first year because it's the middle of fucking texas in May like it's gonna get super hot like I saw it's gonna press up to like 90 95 degrees like come Saturday this week at least with this course like they've worked in conjunction with the PGA Tour where there's shaded areas uh, there's parking right next to the course they're building a luxury place to stay attached to the course that has basically in a resort a high-end resort type of feeling so I, I can see why they did this they sent a five-year deal with this place All right cool well I'll get to know it <laughs> yeah, so uh, hopefully it's nice. I mean, it looks nice by the pictures that I've seen. Uh, and I'm going to put out the newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter, by the way. It's in the description uh, of the video and pod, completely free. Uh, some of the stuff that I, some of the links that I've found already about hole by hole, some of the overviews of the course, just all consolidated into one place uh, and some of the stuff that I'm seeing already. Let's get to the faves, though. Let's do this. Let's try to hit a winner the week before. Uh, the first thing that I'm doing, Jeff, before we actually jump to the odds, I think I'm going to play the Dustin Dustin double this week and next week. Yeah, you could uh, you could take that opinion with any of these big boys. Like, if you're gonna do it, why not? Like, make a small five percent add-on to your your stake this week with the double up. Why not? I, well, it, it's more so Dustin than anyone, just because we talked about it last week. And Rory's kind of in this boat too, so it's kind of terrifying that he just won at a place he always wins. He's returning to a major championship a major championship at a course where he's already won and demolished everyone at that field. But Dustin's really the only one that when he gets hot, he gets super hot and keeps winning. I do um, agree, but I think any of those guys, I guess even you could include Jordan in that. Uh, when you're of that level, I believe, like, how do I put this? If just out throwing this out there, let's say Keith Mitchell like pops this week. Or let's say Luke List pops this week, or Taylor Gooch. I their chances of winning next week get get destroyed even harder than it already is. When players of like Bryson, Dustin, Rom, Spieth, 
a Brooks, you know, although he's in a, you just almost want to see him healthy. So you could make a move next week if you want. When they win, I feel like it's a completely different like type of, um, I feel like their chances of winning next week actually increase. And I felt this way with Spieth uh, when he won the week before the Masters. Like, I, I, I don't think it hurts them at all. But you're well proven on your point that Dustin, like, uh, piggybacks, piggybacks at all. I don't know, Pat. You could make this show short. You could tell people to bet two of these 10 to 1 guys and just say, call it a week. Swear I thought about it. Yeah, and I'm thinking about it too, only because there's such a gap between the very top of this field and then there's no middle tier, it seems. I hate the middle. Well, there is no middle. It's like you're good or you're just some jabroni. No, but for me, the middle is like sometimes 20, but you could call it like 25 to 50, 60. There is two players... I mean, we'll get there when we get there. I don't know, you know, but uh, yeah, there's no one in the range that I really like to bet that I want to bet. So there's a couple guys down the board. I have made one bet. I've made one bet. He's above 60 to one, uh, but I, I don't know. I could literally just bet two of those big boys. If I wasn't part of content, I could not even take the week off. And I feel good about how last week went for me, despite not hitting a winner. Well, I don't have a, I don't know, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what, what to do. I, it screams Bryson, man. And, and I know your points to Dustin, but even the ROM stats, like through the miscut, man, this guy, there's a 16 to one available for next week at one of the places we can bet, Pat. And I'm telling you, that, that's almost as good as it gets. So the top of the board this week per DraftKings Sportsbook, Rom is eight and a half to one. Bryson is nine to one. Spieth and DJ are 12. Berger is 17. So let's just go with those guys for a minute. And I'll throw in Brooks. He's 26 to one. Um, that's probably, I mean, his, he had a better number at the Masters to win. I guess if I bet him at the Masters, then you could think about this one. But now, you know, I'm actually going to play a wait and see type game to see if he's actually healthy or not, because I look at the top of the board and I think you can make a very compelling case for Rom uh, based on the way that he missed the cut last week, really was chipping and putting. He struck the ball fine. He has had a really bad day one. It happens. I mean, it happens to Rory every single week until it doesn't and then Rory ends up winning. You can't really say anything negative about Bryson except for the fact that the guy couldn't hit his irons at all last week. He just putted the shit out of the ball, and that's tough to replicate. I know it can flip at a moment's notice. He can get those irons back. That's the type of player that he is. But I just look at Dustin and think, oh, he hit. He was. I wrote about it in the column. So he was hitting his irons really well, couldn't drive the ball at the beginning of the year. Then that kind of flipped, and he couldn't hit an iron. <laughs> then he couldn't putt, and then he couldn't chip. But everything is starting to get back on the same page. The past two events, he's been at an elite driving level. He finally, he was four strokes better with his irons at the Heritage than he was at the Masters, or at, sorry, at Valspar than he was at the Heritage in the Masters. He had a lost strokes with his approaches three weeks in a row. It's just he couldn't chip or putt at Valspar. I'm not too concerned about Dustin's chipping and putting, because that stuff can kind of flip. It's the driving. It's the irons that I need to see progressing and trending upwards, and that's what they're doing right now. I, I think this is one of these weeks where if Dustin decides to show up and he's rolling, it's one of those weeks where no one's touching him. Yeah, and I um, – sorry. I, normally I rely on you. You print me out a fancy little handout. That 12-1 to 1 was something I wasn't staring at, and as silly as it is when you're kind of in like a dead heat, in my opinion, those two points uh, mean a lot. Yeah, that's what, like 15% difference. So, yeah, I guess just the fact that he's 12 and the others are 10, that would be the tiebreaker in the moment for me. But 
even seeing how Rom played so horribly on Thursday, a great little bounce back Friday on a very tough course, man. Whoo. Yeah. Uh, Rom or Dustin, it feels like it sets up for Bryson. I don't know. I mean, I, we, I could have a completely wrong read on this tournament too, where maybe it's not a bomber's paradise, although it does seem like bombing the ball at this course, if you keep it in play is going to make things pretty simple on a lot of these shorter holes. It just gives you such an advantage to make Eagle on some of these holes that I'll take the, you know, I have the number one player in the world. He's the third on the betting board, but I mean, listen, Spieth could go out, hit his irons really well. And that just in putt really well, and that's the end of it. And Spieth ends up winning. I think I'm more comfortable with DJ. I rarely go to the top of the board, but I just look at the rest of this field, and you know, it's not that I'm not scared that someone from the field is going to come, but with the way that I've been capping things lately, I'm not going to find that fucking guy anyway. So, and it doesn't seem like, like I said, that mid tier isn't really there this week. Not so there. It, it feels like it's going to be a big guy's week or Doug Gibb. Those are the two things we can do. <laughs> Yeah, no, I listen, totally agree. I don't want to like go because part of me is like I could just bet these two big boys, like literally go so hard on two guys at 10 or 12 to one, call it a week. I also don't want to like blow a load, like a big load the week before a major. Because you know, th this tournament can go bad for me on Thursday and Friday, Pat, and I can close it and I can like just leave it. Majors, like the players, like those tent pole tournaments, I'm like in all weekend. Like, think like Hideki saved my arse at the Masters, but I'm like, um, I'm on the couch like for four days straight. I'm not letting this end. I'm either gonna like swing or I'm gonna go down in flames. Um, this one, I'm a uh, you know, any anything that isn't one of those specifically this week, I'm okay to just uh let it be and yeah. take uh, my L. What you do got to look at though, Pat, and I'm surprised you didn't say it. Next week's PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. Okay. Dustin Johnson, 12 to 1. Probably. Yeah. I mean, those are what his odds are right now. Like he, unless he misses the cut this week, they're probably not getting any better. And if he wins, he goes yeah, to not, yeah, and, exactly. and if he so, wins, he goes to seven to one. <laughs> yeah, him and him, him and Rory. And I didn't even need Rory to win. I think we said last week, like if Rory top threes and looks great, like he's gonna go right back. Uh to the top of the board with those other guys. So no surprise in that regard, but yeah, Dustin for the same number, you can get them at the, other, at the big boy. Um, okay. But then it, between Rom and, and Bryson, you've clearly split uh, Rom ahead of Bryson, I believe. Right. Uh, yeah. A little bit. I mean, I, I don't really have, I, I like Dustin more than I like the both of them this week. So I have no real opinions on those two. I think like DraftKings wise, when we talk about the DraftKings on the DraftKings show tomorrow, you know, I'll look at the ownership, and if Bryson's coming in three times as much as Rom or vice versa, I'll just go with the guy who's lower owned. But I'm just going to play Dustin instead and be done with it. Uh, just not that it means, for what it's worth, Colton Ost, I guess he's pretty familiar with this course. He had been tweeting that um, these guys will absolutely rip it up. Pretty generous off the tees. I think a long hitter definitely has a big advantage. They will go pretty low, I would imagine. So you better, uh, he's saying someone with a lot of offense. Well, I like mean. Who, who's a birdie party kind of guy? It, it, I mean, it, I guess it, it, we, it sounds like Colt knows, read my column. So thanks, Colt. Yeah. So I guess as we leave this top tier, there's a form of player that um, I guess you should look for. I hope at least that that's the one bet I feel I have made. Um, yeah, I don't really, I would bet all three of those other guys before 
before Spieth. I don't know if people will say that's just me being anti-Jordan, but I don't know. That's just how I feel. For the uh, same Berger's price, at 17 too. He's Anderkers this week, by the way. So uh, he's Tim's one and done. The last time Tim picked Berger is his one and done. He withdrew from the Honda Classic. So beyond Berger withdraw watch, kind of like Webb Simpson last week. But not that I. I think those are fair odds for Berger in this field. I'm just not going to get there. So that brings us to any the thoughts next to with a withdraw. I mean, we've seen that a lot in an event with sort of this sort of low tier status where we do come in with such a high quality top of the board, Pat. Like any. Would you give a favorite to withdraw by by the time uh, tonight comes around or something? Maybe, but it feels like that would have happened already because most of these guys didn't even play last week. Fair enough. I'm just saying it's sort of it's been a theme in a lot of the events of this quality. Um, I sort of saw that field come out Friday and was like, well, I don't know. Are all of them actually going to end up playing it? I guess they are. Sure. Uh, Yeah, I I guess so. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years and made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. I've tried all three now, and I'm cutting back on smoking. I'm ready to jump in full steam to quitting smoking. It's about fucking time, so that's what I'm going to be doing, quitting smoking, and Lucy is going to help me try to do that. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine in cherry ice flavor, and each and every flavor actually tastes great. I can attest to that. They do taste delicious. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, even at the gym, if you want to. I've been trying to quit smoking for like five years now, and it really has not worked out. Everything that I've tried hasn't worked. Lucy is going to give me my best shot at doing that. I'm going to try to convince Paul to do exactly the same thing as well, because it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, chuck out the dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. I just got my first month. Got to dig into it and consistently do it every single day because it's simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has the delivery down. Pat Mayo Experience listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code MAYO, that's M-A-Y-O, to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy, L-U-C-Y, dot C-O, and use promo code MAYO at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning! This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use that promo code mail. Let's all try to quit together if you're out there, okay? Thin is in, they say, but what's good about a thin steak or a thin wallet or thinning hair? Bad news. The answer to these rhetorical questions is nothing. So why then is every brand of men's body wash so weak and watered down? Any argument for using this crap is pretty thin, if I must say so. Enter Thick, a new product from the Duke Cannon Supply Company. Thick earns its name by being three times thicker than common body washes. It's the high viscosity alternative to watching your money run down the shower drain. 
thick comes in a big-ass container that you crack open like a beer. That sounds awesome. And it comes in four distinctly masculine scents that won't leave you smelling like a teenage boy. Thin is out, thick is in. Duke Cannon Thick High Viscosity Body Wash is $9 per bottle, or you can get all four scents for $30. Bourbon Oak Barrel, the latest scent inspired by our favorite place on earth, the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Notes of amber combined with a woodsy oak barrel foundation for a rich scent that smells as good as bourbon tastes. Naval Diplomacy, a refreshing ocean scent with notes of fresh water and musk. Old Glory, a rich, sophisticated, and classically masculine scent that blends notes of tobacco, cedarwood, and amber. Then there's Productivity, an invigorating, uplifting combination of peppermint, pine, and eucalyptus scents. Had enough of a thin gruel that is your current body wash? Thick is made with a plant-based thickener for superior lather. So you're not going to need that gross loofah anymore. And as an added bonus, when you heft a 17.5-ounce bottle of Thick, you're getting in a light arm workout. So visit DukeCannon.com and use promo code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, for 10% off your entire order. Free shipping with orders over $20. A range of Duke Cannon's men's premium products are also available at Target stores. Once again, DukeCannon.com, promo code MAYO, for 10% off your entire order. Let's jump into this next level of guy, though. Uh, (laughs) So we have the 20 to, like, 50 range on DraftKings. So we're looking at Hideki at 20, Fitzpatrick and Scheffler at 22, Brooks at 26, Zalatoris at 28. I bet Zalatoris at 28, by the way. Burns and Leishman both at 35, Harris English and C. Woo! Kim both at 45 to 1. Like beside like Zalatoris, Scheffler and, and Leishman. At, I mean, I don't like the Scheffler number at 22. The Leishman number at 35 is fine. He's coming off a win, too, in the team event. But, you know, Aussies in Texas, always a way to go. Just, I'll go back to Zalatoris. Like, why not? He, he's a Texas guy. And I liked him a lot last week. He missed the cut. You know, sometimes you miss the cut. Uh, it's the same number in a weaker <laughs> field, so I'm back in. Yeah, I was going to say to you, Pat, the only two guys that really would have my attention in 20 to 40 um, – I guess I should double check on Leishman. I shouldn't just write that off. Scheffler is just too short for me. Uh, you know, anything under 25 to one, I'd probably rather bet Zalatoris, but it's Zalatoris and Sergio. Uh, those would be the two guys in this b- between 20 and 50 that I would consider to have my money. And this is normally a betting range where I've got to like turn five or six guys into two or three. Um Right. So, yeah, not much here for me. I don't need to tell anyone anything about Zalatoris that they don't already know. Uh, we're all sort of waiting for it. I think at some of the numbers you've had to bet Zalatoris at over the last few weeks, I think this is a fair and you can make the case this is more than fair to get him anything flirting with a 30. As for Sergio, I don't know whether it's still a relative comp per se, but. Texas does seem to make him play pretty well. It's been his home, I guess, since he's moved or, you know, made a family in the States. Uh, And this is a number that's, I mean, the Masters was a long time ago, but it was pretty much his Masters uh, number for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, Zalatoris and Sergio. And I will say, Pat, I'm surprised. Uh, Palmer always has you talking to me about him. He checks a lot of, 
uh, boxes this week in terms of guys that handle these types of courses quite well, over 7,400 yards and the such. I always like, it's funny, just if I like Rom, then I'll probably end up liking Palmer. I've already seen the number cut. It's still 50 on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, but I'm seeing it down to 33 in other spots. Like 50 is fine. Uh, I don't have access to a 50, so I'm not going to end up betting that. I I like him fine here, but the one thing that I found with Ryan Palmer, like if you look at his long approaches, like over 200 yards, he's actually quite good. He's second in the field over the past 36 rounds. But if you look at his like 175 to 200 over the past 36 rounds, he's one of the worst guys in the field, him and Scheffler, that key range. So, and if I'm going to bet Dustin, then, you know, it's going to be, Zalatoris, Dustin, and then maybe two guys from beyond 100 to 1, and that's going to be my week. 100%. And coming from Fantasy National, and I'm, geez, I'll out myself. I have not read your article yet, and I would assume you probably have something very similar to what I'm about to cite in your article based on the two players you've already talked up in the show. But per Fantasy National, um, Pat, Uh, There are three players in the Byron Nelson field who over their last 24 rounds have gained over a stroke on the field per round on both TPC courses and courses longer than 7,400 yards. That is Will Zalatoris, Ryan Palmer, and Dustin Johnson. And that breakdown comes from my buddy Andy Lack on Twitter. Oh, that's nice. You got people doing your research for you. I wish I could find people like that. No, they're not doing my research for me. I'm literally pirating their tweets. Okay, that, that that's even better. So you're doing your own research. I like that. Yeah, I'm reading Twitter. <laughs> uh, um, but but yeah, so Palmer, he always shows up. Um, he'll show up on a lot of betting cards this week. As I kind of always say with Palmer, I have my own guys, I bet, who never win. So I just, I'm no interest in adding yours. Yeah, I, not I, to say you're even betting him. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be betting him this week. Like, do we think about Brooks? Siwoo. Yeah, Siwoo. Um, you have Harris English that's in that mix. I would just prefer Siwoo shoot like 80 80 to kill his PGA championship. Oh, yeah, for me. yeah, please. Yeah, he, he won't. Forgotten. I don't know. You think we could pull a, like a 90 to 1 next week, maybe? He, he's at 80 right now. You have to think by him and Higgins. He's part of that group that will go, like you said, 80 today, 100 next week. Like, yeah. he's, well, he could play great, though. Shit. Yeah. So Uh, to anything else, uh, like I I have no real interest in these like 30 to one, 40 to one guys, like good for Sam Burns. He could win. Mind you, I'm just good for him. He's not going to get my money. Yeah. (laughs) He wants to turn it into fire all about it. Sam Burns to me is still from a tier of player that I'm that, that winning two times in a season in the regular, you know, Christmas through tour tour championship run. That's just hyper rare. And if he wants to be part of that, He's the man and I will lose money because I didn't bet. I didn't bet him. Um, okay. I don't know. We're now, you cut off at 50 or 60. I don't remember. Uh, I cut off at 50, but then you started talking about the 50 guys anyway. So let's just oh. go 50 to hundred and go with the guys into this range. Doug Gim is in this range on DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook. He's 70 to one. I grabbed him at a 110 to one with the top five each way. It's when I ran the modeling on fantasy national, Looking at it right now over the past 36 rounds, it's all the good players. Like it's Bryson, Rom, Berger, Zalatoris, Brooks, DJ, Fitzpatrick, Siwoo. List is actually number 10. But even after that, it's like Scheffler and Palmer. It's like all the guys at the top of the betting board. The only outlier is Doug Gim. He ranks sixth amongst all these guys. He can't fucking putt. But if he does putt, then all of a sudden we're in business. Uh, I like what you're about. Those, so the, you told me before the show you had made two bets. You didn't tell me who. It's been Zalatoris and Gim. Yep. 
Okay, I uh, before we break this range down, I pulled an 80 today. It's the only bet I have made on uh, Thomas Peters. I'm seeing him at 66 on DK Sportsbook. Peters is 70 to 1. Uh, he has four straight top 15 finishes overall, or five yeah, straight if you yeah. include the Zurich. So it's really funny to go look at his, like, not because he hasn't been playing over in Europe outside of the Middle Eastern swing earlier. Yeah, this there's year. not a lot of starts. But his starts, like, if you like, when you look at his, like, PGA game log, it's like Corrales Puticana. And then what's the other one? You have Corrales Puticana. Fuck is the other one? The Puerto Rico Open. Then it's like U.S. Open, U.S. Open, PGA Championship. It's like the scrubbiest events or the absolute premier events are the only two things that Thomas Peters plays. So it's nice to actually see him in like a real, like, run of the mill PGA event for once. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I caught a big number. It didn't move back down quickly. But I tell you, when those first books that I saw came out today, Pat, and they had the 60s and 66s, he still fit my profile. And I would I would probably bet it at that. Um, yeah, I don't know. He fits. He, he can get scorching. He can be part of that absolute birdie party. His game is is a big hitting you know profile that everyone says you're going to need this week. Um He's kind of a forgotten identity in in some ways in in the big picture golf and you know the win like all wins even for you know unless you're one of the real big boys it's a big ask so you know I got my fingers crossed he had um, far more recently or sorry it's going back a couple months now but he's even acknowledged like he just had a kid a few months ago so he's been feeling good playing great um, had a nice little run of, of baby swag. And he's even acknowledged that it's made him a much more uh, chilled guy on the golf course. And as crazy as this sounds, people might laugh. I laugh when we have to watch the PGA tour broadcast, glad hand us the bullshit of a maybe Kevin, Naw, maybe Ryan Palmer type crap for making Ryder cup teams. I don't know what the conversation is on sky sports, but I believe this guy, when you see who the back end can be, there are spots that aren't available to American players that are actually available to Europeans. And we've spoken of the course fit that whistling, um, it's whistling straights, right? That will be for a player like Peters. I, I, I think we're in, I, I, I'm excited. I could bet Peters at big numbers all summer long. I mean it. Okay. I don't know if I'm sold on him this week, although he does have the profile that I want to see here. It's just, uh, again, I'm trying to limit the card if I'm going to go to the top with Dustin. Yeah, yeah, of course. And of course. So it, it just falls into one of those traps. I don't want to bet everyone. And where I have to normally, like, oh, I have three guys at you know, 28, 33, and 35. I mean, that's still probably less money. No, that would be around the same amount of money on three guys that I'm probably going to have to bet on Dustin yeah, to get the I same get it. return. So you know, it's going to be tough considering I have Will Z at 28 as well. So all the money is kind of going to the top here. And then it's sort of like a set and forget it type thing. So there's no one really give- for there's no one really else for me in here. Like I like List. That's fine. I like Kucher. Um, you know, Sergio, like name? you mentioned. Yeah, go go for it. Um, I, I mean, I guess just working off the profile, will Cameron Champ get love? I don't know. It's tough. And I would say in terms of form, Carlos Ortiz feels like he should be, he's better than the guys around him on this betting board. 
at eight. I'm seeing big numbers on Ortiz for what we've seen. He's been pretty consistent, has he not? No, not really. He was, okay. but he won, he he won in Houston. That that was great. So, but that was on okay. Ber- Texas that was on win. There's the link. So like he came um, he came 65th last week. If you just stop paying attention to where Carlos Ortiz actually came at the Wells Fargo wow, Championship, okay, yeah, and missed three <laughs> consecutive cuts before that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a lot to offer here. I I do like you, like Luke List. Almost want him to play horrible, so maybe we can like sneak those. You know, uh, my biggest Luke List bet win was a PGA Championship each way a few years ago. Yeah, he, um, he hit us that fifty to one. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was an each way that paid fifty to one. Uh, that was more than uh, I think Brooks paid on the outright. Although I didn't have as much money on on what people probably would have bet. Uh, for Brooks that week. I love seeing Liz showing that life again, Pat. He was another, uh, he's another guy. Like if he won, I didn't have a cent on him. It would have stung a bit, but I wouldn't, I would have been all smiles. It would have been, finally get- it, it would have been nice. Cause listen, I'm always rooting for Luke List, but he pulled the most Luke List thing ever on the last hole where he just needed to par to cash his each way on the top five. So of course he made bogey, but he made bogey by making like a 25 foot putt for bogey somehow. And he still missed out on the top five. That's a very Luke list thing to do. Nobody there. There might've been pain. Everyone had their own versions of pain on the week, Pat. In terms of me, it was direct money out of my pocket. Cameron Smith down the stretch yesterday to lose that top 20 to, to just blow up Cam Davis. Sorry. Oh Yeah. Oh my God. I was feeling pretty smart about that T20 call despite everything else. Uh, wow. Uh, oh, Whew. Uh, that was like Kirk at, at the players type like vibes for me. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I could name names. I, I, we're not even to a hundred. Like you, yet. Pat, I, I think I'm going to be betting, betting, the top and like you that Zalatoris number of anyone like seems the most fair and makes total sense of guys in that tier that like if you watch the show if you watch what how I make my losing golf bets that's the tier I crush like that's the tier I bet and there's one guy that I'm kind of excited to bet in that tier and it's Will Zalatoris and I don't see how I avoid betting the top yeah, um, it, it seems like Westwood's a bit cooked. He's coming in at 90 to 1. I want to get to that 100 to 1, though, just very quickly. Like I said, Gim, I'm in on. And, like, just looking at the stats right now, the only other one who's really popping up is Lebiota. That doesn't make me feel very good. And that's kind of – Kazire rates out really well. The last time I tried this, I think he was 7 over after 6 holes. But I might go back to Kazire at – he's 125 on DK. Uh, he's 150 in other places. But I, I would want, like, the top 5, top 10, top 20 type of bets probably rather than his outright. And he played really well the last time we were in Texas too. So he would be the guy that I'd be looking at. I, I don't really have much else. Like, John Catlin's in the field this week. The Raws is in the field. Frazier, yeah, a lot of guys who get to play the PGA Championship, right? Are just playing this week. Yeah, but I don't see Um, anyone. My guy Han, you know, he came. I'll go with the course history from 2012. I mean, that that has to be ultra predictive. He came second in that Tour Championship. Wow. And he rates out really. Yeah, he rates out 44th as well. So you know, maybe he. I'm just like really doing a deep, deep scroll. Um. Because it seems like the fairways are so freaking open, does like how bad has Eric Van Royen been playing? 
It seems like his problems just come when he hits an OB off the tee. I feel like he's got a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, fair. Um, yeah, like re- recently, like he came 14th in at Valero, but at Valspar and Wells Fargo, like he gained a bunch off the tee and lost everywhere else. Yeah, so even if he's driving it well, it doesn't matter. It might not matter. Um, did you see that KH Lee on Friday? No, what did he do? Oh, he went, he pulled like a mini full Keegan. It was like a, it was almost Keegan. a mini full Keegan, Pat. He was, he chipped in to tie for the lead on Friday afternoon at six under off a of chip in on the sixth hole or fifth or sixth hole. By the end of his round, he had, well, at the, at the time he made that birdie putt, he had to make a birdie to get to plus one on his last. <laughs> Ricky Fowler, uh, your boy, 90 to one. Who? Yeah. So he's no longer your boy, huh? Oh, Fowler. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's so funny how, how happy people were when he played well for like two hours on fr- on Thursday. <laughs> He's turning into that guy. Like people were so happy. They're like messaging me. Uh, got a lot of that. Oh man. How bad is Rafa? 300. Yeah, that seems the, like the, the names that kind of pop up for me, just looking at the type of player that we talked about, would be like Wyndham Clark. I always tend to play him. He's more of a Pat Rogers. I don't think this course is hard enough for Pat Rogers. He he does most of his best work at some of the tougher tracks on tour. Then he just absolutely melts on the weekend. So there's really no reason to put anything behind him. That's kind of it, though. JB Holmes, maybe 400 to one. I bet him last week. He was seven over. On Thursday, and then when things got really hard on Friday, like he was fine. It was weird. I'm just looking at names. So nothing. All right. Let's get to the quick picks then. We didn't talk about Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm not betting him, but that's like you have no, no interest there at all. I listen, I like him a lot, but he's basically the same price as Hideki. Not to say that I think they're that far apart. Obviously, one just Would won you, the Masters, but, but this will be Hideki's first Masters post Masters start. Yeah, I'm not betting Hideki. I bet you, I bet you there's a lot of people planning on fading him in the games. I would think so. I mean, obviously, we don't have any DraftKings pricing at the time of this recording, but I I I bet you he's a he's gonna be a a guy that people blindly just want to fade. I can see that. I mean, I understand the logic behind it too. That probably makes him a really good one and done pick this week. Yeah, probably. I don't know when he I mean, listen, this means nothing, Pat. But like in a small way, it means something. Like we're Canadian, so we we were we were very cognizant of like the tour de force that Mike Weir got to like go on around the country. I think I was at the Leaf game that he got to drop the puck at, like maybe a week or two after he won the Masters. It was the longest standing ovation I swear I've ever seen, and at a at a at a game at a hockey game in Toronto. Um. And I imagine like he has just been on that exact same for however you can, you know, change the events, what have you throughout, you know, his, his nation. So I get the logic in, in fading him, but I don't know, man, the guy's probably going to be picking up a golf club with more swagger than he has in his entire life. Next time he swings it. All right. Quick picks for the 2021 Byron Nelson, which I wrote down as the Bryson Nelson, like, 500 times in my column and then had to control F it out. 
So uh, maybe Bryson's the play. I don't know, but I'm not taking him. I'm taking Dustin Johnson at 12 to 1. I will be betting that. I'm betting Will Zalatoris at 28 to 1. Doug Gim, the Gim Reaper, 110 to 1 with a top five each way. And I'll probably get sucked into Kazire at 150 to 1 with a top five each way. And that just might be it for me this week. I'll, I'll put it on my cheat sheet, obviously, in the newsletter and on Twitter and Facebook and wherever on Wednesday. But that's really all I'm looking at right now. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of similar thinking. Um, I think I'm going to end up betting Zalatoris. I like everything is kind of pointing to it. And as I've said a few times, he's the only player truly in the betting range that I love to bet or where I consistently fill my cards from. Uh, he's the only one I'm excited to bet. So I'm going to bet Zalatoris and I have bet Thomas Peters. So that'd be a 28, um, <clears throat> a 28. I have an 80 on Peters. And I will make a bet from one of those big three. Like I 100% am going to make a decision that I will be wrong on, but I'm uh, going to go there. Yeah, always. And I'll play the Dustin, Dustin double. Dustin wins this week, partly with Dustin winning next week, just so I can lose even more money on Dustin Johnson. Uh, although Dustin's still in the good books for us after last year's Travelers win when all of a sudden... This no, when was- if he wins... If he wins this week, you're 95% stake on his bet this week. It's just, yes, I want you to bet that double. And I'm going to, what, what you just said with Dustin, whichever one of these big boys I bet this week, I'm going to play the double with. Okay. One and done picks. Uh, in the actual one and done, I need to take absolute jabronis at this point and hope they win. And that's my only path to trying to catch up to get back into the money. However, in our three-man contest with you and Cust, I will be selecting Dustin Johnson this week as my one and done. Cust is going with Daniel. How's your burger? Who are you taking? I have the list in front of me if you want to name run some names by me. No, I think I'm just going to be real cocky. Thomas Peters. Okay, yeah, you have not used Thomas Peters as of yet. <laughs> in two years, I haven't used Thomas Peters. So we're going to pencil him in for your one and done. If people have not watched the Custies yet, highly recommend you scroll backwards on the podcast feed or just hit up the video. Business of Golf with myself, Nathan Hubbard, and Matt Wiley. Jeff and I did a midseason review. Gambling Movie Club with me, Davis, and Overzet came out last week too. Jeff, have you caught up on any of this? I'm going to guess no. Have I caught up on Movie Club? Yeah, did you watch the Movie Club? Yeah, yeah, of course. I oh. loved it. I th- I tweeted about it. I love that movie. My experience of that movie is like, I used to work in a news pit with Gabe and Cam, and they would make like one-liner jokes all day. So yeah, I, I yeah no I, I I yeah I'm all about uh, owning owning Mahoney. Great great film. Well, and you guys did a you guys did a bang up job. Well, the the whole point was like, I want people to come on, share their like pathetic gambling stories as we kind of go through it. That's what I was doing. That's what Pete was doing. You know, Davis doesn't go to casinos. He doesn't get it. Uh, But I I think we, I think we need, it's not just me, Pete and Davis that are going to be a part of the movie club. I want to have different guests every single time. I think that's the move. Then people can share like their pathetic stories. Yeah. And I, man, I mean, I think I shared it on our master's cut sweat show on, or maybe it was the player's cut sweat show of, me getting kicked off a sports book for just the most oh my god pathetic story so yeah we all have um degenerate low moments for sure i feel like i need to get that movie makes me feel better about myself oh i lost you in my ear jeff no I was going to say, I don't know. I didn't think that was that awkward of a comment because Cam used to say it all the time also. Like, that's how low, nut low it got for Buddy in the movie. Yeah, no. That I, movie I, can make you feel better about yourself. 
Like, oh, yeah, I made some horrible betting decisions this weekend, but I didn't do that. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, no, having, <laughs> having Cam and Gabe on one of these special shows is going to be awesome. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I can't wait for our for our schedule release show this yeah. week. Yeah, schedule release show this week, drafting show tomorrow. There's going to be a UFC drafting strategy show with me, Brett Apley, and John Kelly for the pay-per-view this week. And fantasy football, probably with Jake Seeley, too, because it's about to, probably time I should talk about football, Jeff. I think that's what I get paid to do more than anything, so maybe I should do it. Oh, yeah. any And anything football, people just want to click, want to watch. It's it's the middle of May. Uh, yeah, schedule. We're going to get some more veteran movement. Uh, coming up here, a lot of veteran free agents, big names. They're going to find homes, and I can't wait. I'm foaming. I'm foaming at the mouth, Pat. I'm foaming at the mouth. I want to say something really stupid right now, but you know who I want? You know who I want to be fed week one? The I Chiefs. made the decision. So both you and you both you and Tim have now called for Mahomes week one. Yeah, but I, my logic is different. I've got to play them twice, and I think history has shown these super teams are most vulnerable week one. I don't want to play him with his snowball rolling down freaking hill. We saw it forever with like the Patriots and these teams are most vulnerable week one. The Chiefs have one goal in mind. That's winning a Super Bowl. So yeah, I think, I think it's not a bad spot to get them week one. I'm nuts. And I'm, the fact that Tim wants it also means we're both just the biggest losers for punishment. So when the schedule is released, you, me, you, and Tim are going to record. You're not going to see the Chargers schedule. He's not going to see the Jets schedule. And I will reveal it to you live on the show. So you might want to tune into that episode. I'm guessing at least because. You might want to. And I'll remind people last year, like we got that schedule last year. And I lost my mind. Like I, I was literally calling for a Wembley Stadium to Undertaker versus Kamala casket match for Joe Burrow's first game, and then Derwin James got injured, and I reneged my call. But I, yeah, I'll say something stupid, and I'll believe it. Perfect. All right, follow Jeff on Twitter at. G Feinberg 17. We're going to be working this out. We had to get the Byron Nelson, like a tune-up event, just like Dustin is going to get his game tuned up, and just like Brooks is going to TPC Craig Ranch to get his game back in order. Jeff and I are using the Byron Nelson show to you know, figure out our audio problems, our microphone problems, so we can be smooth sailing next Monday when the PGA Championship show drops. DK show tomorrow. Listeners link, link in the description. Smash the likes. All that fun stuff. I'll see you next time. Family experience! Experience!